thing, you know, we're in the business of going fast and so are the teams and, um, you know, they, they push it to the absolute limits and sometimes over it and that, that's what happens. And the full credit to Shane, you know, he just, just merged into the, into the family as if he'd been there all along. I was embarrassed for that race to restart in Tasmania. Dumb shit like that, that just isn't acceptable. From the racetracks across Australia, out here's Inside Supercars. And welcome to Inside Supercars, Craig Ravel and Tony Whitlock. Uh, good day to you, Craig. Good evening, Tony. And uh, as we're getting closer and closer, we're recording this with 10 days to uh, Adelaide. And, of course, uh, as you listen to this, it'll be even closer. Indeed it will. Indeed it will. And yet again, uh, a uh, successful launch and test day last Thursday, Friday, up at uh, Sydney Motorsport Park. Uh, it stood out for a couple of reasons. One, of course, was the unfortunate uh, Scott McLaughlin blowing a tyre and car ending the day early, but he was very fast when he was there. The other great thing about that day was that the five rookies in the field this year, five rookies in the 26 car field, which is a higher number than usual, they all had a successful day, some of them showing well in the 10, like Jack LeBrock, um, but all at some stage had shown something from Anton De Pasquale, Todd Hazelwood, who we speak to uh, today, and one of the other debutante teams. Todd, of course, is with Matt Stone Racing. Matt, of course, moving up to the development series, uh, Super 2s, uh, after winning the championship with Todd. And the other debutante team, which is a rejig team, um, because uh, Phil Monday was a part owner of Lucas Dumbrell. Now he is a percent shareholder in FGX done by FPR, or as they are now known as Tickford Racing. So that's an interesting one. And we talked to Phil Monday later on the program. But uh, there are a number of uh, interesting subjects that have come out this week. Items such as, uh, well, it wasn't this week it came out, but the uh, rather shocking accident at Bathurst, which had a bit of... Uh, Deja vu when we look back at the accidents such as the uh, Chris Pither four wheel one or the death of Mark Porter back in 06 at Bathurst running across McPhillamy skyline. Um, both really, and of course, the Commission now is uh, looking into the safety across the top of Mount Panorama as part of its uh, job as uh, looking after supercars and the 12 hour race. Safety, there were accidents there, there have been uh, some in the past. Um, and they, of course, are possibly avoidable with a light system, maybe replacing the flags or as in supplementary to it. Safety at Queensland Raceway is also under question. Uh, there have been recent changes there, uh, testing of new safety barriers with uh, John Tetley organising those. Of course, the track is owned by Ipswich Council. John Tetley has uh, got the contract with supercars. The meeting in July supposedly now will go ahead the guarantees have been made that uh, that safety will, will happen. But uh, getting back to the test day, anything from your point of view, Craig? Interesting that former teammates uh, had a scuffle in pit road and a lot has been made of Shane Van Gisbergen and also John O'Webb's uh, uh, dis dissatisfaction of driving on the track carrying over to the pit lane and um, we'll be very interested to see if uh, there's any other fallout from that. And, of course, uh, supercars wouldn't have minded the, the publicity that it did generate on the day. Interesting that the Daily Telegraph ran a story. I don't know who's written it. And they showed a photograph of the so-called two uh, proponents uh, having a comment or so about it was just headshots. And one of them happened to be not Jonathan Webb, but Will Davison with Shane Van Gisbergen. So mm. 
That was an interesting moment. Will, of course, having been the most recent driver for Techno with uh, Jonathan. But, yeah, look, um, Adrian Burgess has uh, thrown some uh, oil on the uh, cam- the water to calm it. Uh, yeah, you know, it's probably just, you know, John O'Webb hasn't been driving much lately and maybe Shane just put him in a position he didn't like to be in. But I don't think there's really much in it. I don't think there's any deep-seated animosity between them. But, yeah, look, a great test and... Um, be great to hear from uh, Todd Hazelwood on how he uh, has been finding the step up to the main game. So after the break, we'll come back with Todd Hazelwood. Each week, join the Inside Motorsport team as they look at all the news from across Australia and around the world. Yeah, I mean, it, it means a lot. You know, through the years, a lot of reference this race is one of our majors. 600 miles around here is no easy task. Uh, we were able to beat the two levels to the boys and, uh, and meet Anthony Bigley in the final, which uh, we were able to um, take the win off him. So, it was, uh, yeah, it was a great weekend for the uh, Raptors and the family. Inside Motorsport broadcast on community radio and online at sportradio.com.au. The views expressed on Inside Supercars, including the panellists and guests, do not reflect the views of the network, Thunder Media or Sport Radio. Any publication or rebroadcast of the show without the expressed written permission of Thunder Media is strictly prohibited. And welcome to Inside Supercars. As we said, we're lucky enough to be joined by the current uh, and standing Super 2 champion, Todd Hazelwood. Hi guys, thanks for having me on the show. Wonderful to have you here, fresh from your hit out last Friday. It uh, was a wonderful feeling, I imagine, both for you and Matt, rolling the car out onto the grid and uh, going for a, a, a full day's running. Yeah, no, it, was a, it was a very special moment, to be honest. It's been a, a long time coming, and it's something that both Matt and I have been working very hard to achieve behind the scenes. So it was, uh, to be part of that elite field, you know, 20 other, 25 other drivers on track, and you know, to finally get that first taste of, how we fare against the rest was, yeah, really exciting. Now, the car you were using is a well-proven uh, piece. It's uh, built by DJR Team Penske. It's the ex-Fabian Coulthard car, correct? Um, well, actually, it's got a bit more history to it than that. Um, so oh. There's been a few rumours going around as to what the car is. Um, a lot of people don't actually know, but it's um, it actually debuted um, in, in the middle of 2014 um, with David Wall um, and only did a handful of races, and then it was actually in the hands of Scott Pye, um, when he put the car on pole, um, I believe, in 2016 um, at the Adelaide 500, what was it, the Kutzel 500 back then. So, yes. um, yeah, so it's got, it's got to do a bit of history, um, and then it was parked as a spare um, for 2017. So, uh, yeah, it's a very handy car. It's got, hasn't got the latest everything on it, but it's got a few good pieces that it hopefully will help us uh, get good results throughout 2018. Now, you obviously had many of the components that you had last year, apart from the car, that being Wes McDougall and Matt Stone. Um, Wes has been on your radio for the last two years, is it? Yeah, yeah, so it's our third year in partnership together now. And, um, yeah, Wes has been a great addition to the team. He came on board um, in 2016 with myself. And, yeah, we've, we've uh, formed a great relationship and we've had some good success together. And, um, yeah, I think, you know, it's a no-brainer moving together with the same band of people that we had last year. It's been great for myself to, you know, have that continuity and, and have the confidence in the team that I, who, who I have around me. Was there anything that you really found very different running out when, you know, starting? Obviously, you haven't had a test day like that in the Super 2s, but you've had test days when there was a few cars running in Queensland, but not, obviously, at Sydney Motorsport Park. So that would have felt different a bit, but essentially the same? To be honest, yeah, it's amazing how how much is is the same as Super Two. To be honest, you know, we're 
obviously there's there's a lot more that goes on behind the scenes. There's a lot more equipment that you need. You you got the variables of the twin twin spring front end in the rear, um, so that adds a bit of a, an engineering uh, nightmare to be honest, <laughs> especially when you're trying to learn it very quickly. So there's a few different aspects, but to be honest, it's all very similar. Uh, probably a little bit more glamour, um, and obviously with the top the tight turnarounds between, between events, you need more staff to accommodate for that. So. Um, yeah, a little, little bit more intense, but very much the same thing. Okay, and obviously, uh, you know, from here on in, you're the centre stage uh, in the main game now, not coming on from down the back with your ute parked in pit lane. Yeah, no, it's, um, it's going to be good. You know, we're, we're, we're in a good spot. We're teaming up with BHR in, in the pits this year, so I think our pit stops are going to be really strong. Um, and, you know, obviously I feel that we've got good capability with the car that we've got and the team that have got around me that we're not just going to be making up the numbers either. So... But in saying that, we are we're not we're not too ahead of ourselves. We're very aware that we've got to walk before we run, and we've got a lot to learn yet. And you know, hopefully, as we, once we get a few races under our belt, we can start understanding what we need to work on, and then yeah, try and keep moving forward. Um, yeah, it's a very unique one. I'm actually at, testing here at Queensland Raceway with him today with his Tirana. So uh, we've got a great relationship. We talk on the phone two to three times a day, um, and you know, I actually met him doing a track walk at Adelaide at my first ever Supercars event um, back in 2014, and what, didn't know who he was from a bar of soap and uh, just started chatting on around the track and um, just spoke about how I was a local making my debut and um, you know at that point I was certainly hunting for sponsorship and had no one on the car at that point and we were to be honest we were in a bit of a world of world of problems at that point and um, yeah Jason came up to me just before qualifying and said do you mind would you be interested in putting my brand on the side of the car and you know, at that point I was just blown away because I just thought he was another racer you know competing in touring car masters and then at that point, didn't even consider that, you know, wasn't aware that he was a, you know, obviously now, obviously now knowing that he's a super successful self-made businessman. So, um, yeah, very, very lucky to, to come across that opportunity. And, you know, I think that's, uh, you know, Jason's been the backbone of my career. And, you know, for the last four years, I, I wouldn't have been able to do what I, without him, that's for sure. I might just mention to you, uh, Todd, that um, a story I know, because I've known Rod Nash for, I suppose, 25 years, um, when they first uh, came across Buffalo, Rod ran it without any real uh, commitment from the company at all as a uh, sticker on a rear vision mirror, you know, on the, uh, on the side of a, a FTR Falcon. Yeah, ran that for a, a couple of meetings from Adelaide on. And they've obviously grown it from that being a freebie to being a full-blown car sponsor for the last four or five years. And you've seen firsthand how a, a chance meeting can actually grow into something that uh, can change your life totally. Oh, exactly right. And I think we've, we've had that with a lot of sponsors. You know, we've had people that have had the, the toe in the water experience and you get them on board. And when they actually realise that, the value and, and, and return investment that they get, they um, yeah they they continue their investment and, and increase it from year after year, which is you know just great. What was your so, view of the times and what you achieved at the test day? Did you get through everything that Wes wanted you to get through, or what was the your feeling at the end of it? Well, we had a lot to get through, and we and we got through every aspect. We were quite lucky to do that. To be honest, we had a little electrical issue late in the afternoon. We lost about two hours of running, uh, which is a little bit frustrating, but. Um, fortunately, we, we, we hustled towards the end of the day and we, I think we, we put it out a reasonable lap time on a, on a used soft tyre, um, which put us, um, second in the timesheet towards the end there. Um, but it's, you know, walking out even after that first day, it's still hard to know where everyone's at because there were so many people using the 2017 construction 
super soft, soft and hard tyre from last year. So it's really, it's quite confusing to try and work out who's where. Um, you know, so we just focused on our own program and, and stuck to what we what we wanted to do. And, yeah, you know, we're, we're walking away reasonably confident. You know, we're, we, I feel we've got a car that's got great potential. Um, and I, I think if we get it right, there's no reason why we can't be inside that top 15 consistently. There's been a bit of chat, as you may have heard, uh, Todd, or you may have even seen firsthand, about some contact that happened between a couple of drivers. Did you uh, know of uh, the uh, Webb Van Gisbergen altercation? Look, I didn't know about it until I was actually getting a lift back to the airport that night, scrolling through Facebook, to be honest. So it was a bit bizarre. Um, but I actually did see the cars um, dicing, if you, want, if you want to call it, on my in-lap. I was on a slow-down lap, and I, I actually thought it was LeBrock at the time, so I just let him go through. But, yeah, saw, saw them getting close, but didn't think much of it. But, um, yeah, yeah that, I suppose everyone's different. And, you know, at the start of the year, everyone's excited and tense and wants to go racing. So I think that... Um, that certainly bodes for what's going to be a very interesting Adelaide 500. You had a pretty good intro last year in running the uh, uh, Enduro, the Pertec Enduro Cup with Brad Jones. That was a pretty good opening for you, wasn't it? Yeah, look, definitely. Yeah, definitely. And um, you know, we we learn a lot from that. Obviously, there's a few highs and a few lows from that from that, that experience. Obviously, the stand down was a you know pretty pretty tough weekend for us to take in but then you know we go to Bathurst and we salvaged 12th and we had a good showing at the, the Gold Coast 500, uh, Gold Coast 600 sorry which is my first time there so certainly learned a lot from that and uh, yeah hopefully can use that experience in the upcoming events. And of course this year your uh, your team is sharing a garage or sharing a pit room with the Tim Blanchard, Brad Jones one there so there's a familiarity obviously with the team as well. Yeah, definitely, and I think it's it's worked out quite well. Um, very happy to be teamed up with that crew because uh, you know they got a fantastic pit crew. Their pit stops are, are awesome, and I get along with Tim and you know the remainder of BJR crew really well as well. So um, yeah, it works well for us. And um, you know we we did some pit stop practice for the first time together as a full group um, at Sydney last week, and yeah, it all, all went faultlessly. And we'll hone in on those skills over. You know we've already been practicing it all week, so. No doubt when we come to Adelaide next week, we'll be firing ready to go. So you're fortunate enough, uh, in fact, Todd, you've got two of the older statesmen in pit lane, um, although I'm put in that category as well, but I'm not there most of the time. <laughs> yep. <laughs> but you've got two of the older statesmen very close to you. Jim Stone, of course, is Matt Barber. And Wally, uh, uh, Wally, not Wally Weissel, Wally, I can't even say Where's name now. McDougal, isn't it? no. Wally, who works with Brad Jones Racing, and I can't. Oh, Wally, Wally, sorry. Wally's in fact uh, one of the chief uh, organisers of the pit stops at Brad Jones. You'd be aware of that, wouldn't you? Yeah, certainly well aware. So Wally's a demon on the old stopwatch, and um, yeah, did did many uh, pit stop practice sessions with him, and also co-driver, you know, driver change practice with him at the workshop last season. So um, yeah, as I said, you know, the whole team at BJR, they've got a fantastic crew there, and know them all really well, and I think you know. Being a part of the Matstone Racing culture and BJR, they're, they're both very similar. Both, both very much a, a family-orientated business. Um, it's all about looking after your crew, and everyone gets along really well. So I think it, it bodes well for what we've put together with our program, and yeah, it's going to be a good thing. And, and I'm sure the one common denominator across those two is absolute races. Yeah, hundred percent. You know, we are. Uh, we're not here to do things, you know, second-handedly. We, we want to go out there and win races. And, you know, even though we're a rookie team, 
you know, the, the, the commitment and passion from the, the group that we've got is um, second to none. They've been working tremendously hard since the last race in Newcastle last year. We, you know, we essentially, we haven't all stopped. We, we, we didn't work, we didn't stop. We only stopped for Christmas Day and we only stopped for New Year's Day. So it's, it's been a big commitment from the, everyone involved to get this program up and running. And I think, like anything in life, you only get what you put in. And, you know, we've been putting in the hard yards. So hopefully we might get a reward sooner rather than later. Todd, it's interesting that this year is so many rookies coming into the category. It's probably going to be the best year to measure yourself against others because normally a rookie comes in and he's got 24, 25 other drivers that have been so well established. They know everything about uh, the cars and and the uh, conditions that it's very hard for a young fella to break through. So it's quite a unique year to be coming in with four other rookies like you are. Oh, definitely. And I think that's a window of opportunity to do some great things. You know, as you said, you know, there's there's four rookies and myself, you know, so there's opportunities where, you know, I know I can beat those guys and, you know, now I'm just going to put myself up against the other the other group of drivers and see how we fare. But, you know, everyone that stepped up to the main game this year fully deserves to drive and I think, there's probably been you know, no doubt there's probably some other drivers that could potentially could have stepped up too if the opportunity arose. But um, you know, I think it really just shows how strong the Super 2 category is as of today. You know, you know, we, us drivers can jump straight out of Super 2 and go, you know, have an opportunity main game and not disgrace ourselves. You know, I think there's been some drivers in the past that probably have stepped up but probably haven't been in the best equipment to showcase what they can do. So I think this year is exciting. You know, obviously from our point of view, we're, although we're a new team and new driver combo, um, you know, I feel we've got some good equipment underneath us to do some good things if we get it all together. And obviously then you look at other drivers, you know, you've got Pasquale in an Erebus car that was very fast last year, you know, alongside Dave Reynolds. And you've got um, LeBrock in a techno car that's, you know, you know they won Bathurst a couple of years ago. So, um, you know, I think it's going to be a really good year to uh, see how the rookies fare. Um, and I th- you know, from our point of view, I think we can, you know, we've, we'd love to try and replicate what the, the rookies did back in 20. Uh, was well, it 2013 with Scott McLaughlin, Chaz Mostert, and Nick Perkett, and and for that matter, um, Scott Pye, you know, all getting some results early on in their supercars careers. So, yeah, fingers crossed we can replicate that. It will indeed. Todd, just very quickly, um, you know, in, in recent years you've been written up as the master of the barbecue, running coffee chisels <laughs> to earn some money. But I'm sure it goes a lot deeper than that, and obviously... Uh, being able to garner people like Jason Domicile in your corner and James Rosenberg's another one. Um, tell me, uh, wh- where did you start? When was the first time you got into a racing car? Yeah, look, it's uh, been a long journey. Um, I actually did my first lap, if you want to go right back, I did my first lap around a Australian Grand Prix track um, when I was six weeks old at 1995 Australian Grand Prix. So... My mum and dad said that was uh, I was destined for no hope from that point onwards. <laughs> um, but um, yeah, look, I've, I've always loved racing. Growing up as a kid, my um, father grew up doing desert racing and motorbikes, um, and I pestered him to go on a motorbike as a kid. But I'm glad he said stick to four wheels because um, I, you know, still haven't broken a bone today. So touch wood, I can keep it that way. So um, yeah, started racing go karts when I was seven. Um, I actually started out racing dirt karts. Um, I did that for five years in, in South Australia. Uh, competitively, and um, yeah, they made the transition to bitumen carts when I was 12, and um, in 20, 2010, we were ranked the number one um, carter out of all senior and junior drivers in the country, so um, we had some great success in karting, and yeah, we did a year of Formula Ford in the State Victorian Series, and then a year of Formula 3 before we uh, made the step up into the Super 2 Series in 2014. 
you feel that uh, go-kart on dirt had an influence in your driving at all? Oh, definitely. Um, I think I learnt all my craft in dirt karting to some degree because when you're young, you know, it's hard to understand all the setup. And, you know, from dirt karting, it's all about just trying to drive as hard as you can and adapting to the to the conditions. You know, you'd be sitting up there, sitting on the grid ready to go race, and then they put the water truck out. So it didn't really matter about what setup you had in the cart. You just had to learn how to drive to the conditions and drive around the potholes or, you know, drive, drive on the cush, essentially, and, um, you know, you learn that from a young age. So then when... I made the transition to bitumen carts, and whenever it rained, no, I was uh, I was untouchable. So, yeah. certainly, it taught me a different skill set. And then, you know, getting into bitumen karting was all about finesse and understanding setup and tire pressures and track widths and all that sort of stuff. So that's where I really started to hone in, I suppose, on the technical aspect. Um, but yeah, I think yeah, dirt karting certainly gave me that that extra skill set. Um, yeah, moving forward. Um, as you'd be aware, both uh, Jim Richards and Van Gisberg and quite a bunch of them New Zealand. Also, both have a reputation as loving driving in the wet. Well, yeah. Both of them would tell you it's not that they actually love driving in the wet, far from it, but they're both very good at it. And the yeah. thing that they have in common is the very thing you talked about, is learning the feel on a surface that's not, uh, not solid, learning how to cope with a moving surface. And yeah. uh, that's something that I've, I've often thought that is a mistake when so many people spend too long in go-karts on bitumen, um, that it's, you know, it's a solid grip and, you, you know, you just don't learn how to the feel so much. Yeah, exactly. And you've got to be comfortable being uncomfortable. It's, a, yeah. it's, it's you know, simple as that, really. You know, you've got to, you've got to have, you've got to be used to having the car basically dancing underneath you and, and, and being comfortable with that, you know, some people just don't like that feeling at all and, you know, like you said, they like to have a car that's nice and precise, even when it is raining, you know, as soon as there's a little bit of slip, they're on the brakes. So, you know, from my point of view, I like to let the car dance. I've always liked a loose car from a setup point of view, so always, always taking wing off it and you're always trying to stiffen it up, trying to make it move around underneath you, and it never seems to, never seems to phase me. So um, I don't know if that's a, that's a good thing or a bad thing or not, but, um, you know, definitely having that, Having that experience in dirt karting, and, and you know, from my point of view, I love it when it rains because I know there's a lot of drivers out there that certainly don't enjoy the wet. So that's obviously an advantage mentally, knowing that these drivers don't like the wet. So when it does start raining, I know that I'm more than ready to go, and you know, I'm well in front of the guys who are starting to panic. Todd, how physically have you prepared yourself for particularly the 250k's at Adelaide? Yeah, we've done a lot of training programs. Um, been working closely with my uh, trainer, Fitness the Podium, over the off season, um, both physically and mentally. We've been doing some things. Um, so yeah, really set the whole program up. It's been um, obviously you know going from the Super Two program to main game. It's a, a big challenge, and you know as you said, 250k race Saturday, you know straight up at Adelaide. There's you know it's always a tough initiation just doing your first Super Two race for the year, let alone at that level. So. Looking forward to the challenge. Um, it's going to be a big step. Um, but, yeah, feel, feeling better than ever, ready for the challenge, what lies ahead. The other big difference from where you've been is sponsor commitment and uh, appearances. <laughs> Have you already been given the, this is what you've got to do over the week of Adelaide? Yeah, I've got to, I'm actually flying into Adelaide uh, on Saturday the week before. So um gives you a bit of an idea of how many commitments we've got, say, Every day, I think I got from you know two to four commitments, sponsor commitments every day. So it's uh, quite full on, but looking forward to it, and um, yeah, certainly living the dream. How involved now are you in the sponsor development side and and that sort of thing? Because you've gone from your own team now going then to Matt Stone and having to bring in funding. 
what's the, are you just a race driver now or are you still doing a lot more work? Uh, I'm probably doing more work than ever now, to be honest. Um, it's kind of stepped up this year. So um, I'd love to just be sitting at the couch and pretending to be a race car driver, but uh, it's far from the reality. You know, essentially this year I've taken up um, the commercial role of the business, so still seeking all the funding for the whole program. So as you can appreciate, there's a lot of money involved in this sport and you know, trying to find the money for that is a huge challenge. So um, you know, I've been very lucky to have some great people in my corner who have helped make that commitment early on, but there's still a long way to go because you know, it is a two-year program for us. So we want to try and get the brands on board, on board that we know we can get continuity out of and um, you know, build, build, you know, build the product that we've got and um, you know, hopefully come 2019 we've got a, a solid and stable program where we can um, you know, really start investing in, in trying to go fast and then ultimately I can spend more time being a race car driver rather than trying to find sponsorship. But you know, from our point of view, we, we've got to start somewhere. We're on the grid for this year, so that's where... That's one tick in the box. You know, now we've just got to find some extra funding over the year to try and get through. Um, you know, the, the program is very stable. We've got some good, very good people involved. But, um, you know, obviously the more, more money you can bring in the door, the more things you can do, the more development you can do, and the more the more, uh, more nice pieces of machinery you can get. So, um, as, as famous saying, if there's money there, it will be spent in motorsports. So, um, yeah, yeah, always uh, keeping busy, that's for sure. I did notice one uh well, one quite impressive company on the bonnet of your uh, car, and that was Optus. And obviously, uh, to be able to develop that relationship would be a good one. Over the years, we've seen Vodafone and uh, Telstra involved, but Optus have never really put in a red-hot go yet. Yeah, correct, and it's exciting for us to have a brand like Optus involved in Supercars Championship, and I think that just shows how strong the product um, Supercars have got their championship at now. You know, do to create interest of the brands like Optus, for example. And um, we, we had them on board halfway through last year. It's very much a toe in the water of experience and um, you know, certainly helped getting two race wins at Townsville and around win, you know, as our first time in partnership together. And and, the, and it's just grown ever since that event, to be honest. And we're doing some really cool things behind the scenes. And, you know, hopefully as the year progresses, we'll, we'll keep expanding on that. And, um, yeah, who, who knows where it can take us. But, um, you know, obviously Optus is starting to get heavily involved in the sport now and, it's fantastic that they've added motorsports to that list. Now, Todd, you're racing a uh, DJR Team Penske-built FGX under Matt Stone Racing with a Jason Bright Racing Entitlement. Um, the one part of the equation that hasn't come to light as yet is your co-driver for the Enduro Cup. Is that any closer, or is it at the point where uh, you're still making a decision? Look, to be honest, it's been one of those things that we've, we've kept talking about, but we've never got close to actually finalising a commitment. Um, you know, this year there, is, there are a lot of drivers on the market and we're, we're in a fortunate position where we've got some good options. But, um, you know, for us, we've just been so busy trying to get the team and the operation up and running that we haven't put a lot of... We've put emphasis on it, but we haven't come to a decision yet of who that will be. So we should, we should know over the next couple of weeks of who that's going to be. And, um, yeah, we'll make an announcement when, when we get closer. Well, the one thing that you can really look forward to excitement is the very first championship races around Albert Park. And, of course, you wouldn't have driven Albert Park, would you? No, I haven't. And um, New Circuit, I've never actually been to the Melbourne Grand Prix. That's ah! a contact for you, too. So I, um, I'm a bit disgusted at myself. I've never... I, I think the last 10 years I've said I'm going to go, I'm going to go, and I never have. So, um, yeah, so looking forward to, obviously, yeah, being part of that scene, but then we'll, you know, second of all, getting my first taste of that circuit. So been doing a lot of mental imagery and a lot of study of the circuit and hopefully I'll uh, be able to go there 
as prepared as I can. Well, for a driver such as yourself, it is a unique track for an Australian driver. You know, so fast, so open corners, corners that you don't normally see in Australian tracks. Yeah, correct. And I think it was uh, it was really good to take the FGX to, to Sydney last week because we learned a lot from that, and we'll be able to use a lot of our learnings from that from that particular day when we go to. And when we go to the Australian Grand Prix for the first time, you know, having long loaded corners and um, you know long braking distances and things like that, so yeah, can't wait for the for the challenge ahead. It's been wonderful to have Todd Hazelwood, who is just about to make his debut in the main game as a solo driver for Matt Stone Racing. Uh, enormously exciting for you, and we wish you all the very best, you and your family and the larger family of Matt Stone Racing. I'm sure that you will acquit yourselves extremely well and end up uh, finishing this year with the results that you can look back and go, wow, we really achieved something in our debut. Well, thank you very much. Yeah, as you said, it's a really exciting year ahead and um, you know, clean sheet of paper, so we've got um, everything to gain and nothing to lose. So, uh, yeah, bring it on and hopefully you guys have something good to watch at uh, the first round of Adelaide. We look forward to catching up with you over there. No worries. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me on the show. Phil Monday, after the break. Each week, join the Inside Motorsport team as they look at all the news from across Australia and around the world. This year in Formula 3, I think it's a fantastic environment for me to be doing that. However, I believe for myself, uh, a sustainable career in tin tops such as Fiat Supercars in Australia is where I see myself. Second crack at the Australian time since we've been back and a bit unlucky the first time that we end up with a win there at Speedway City uh, two weeks ago. Inside Motorsport broadcast on community radio and online at sportradio.com.au. Join in the conversation, post your thoughts on our Facebook page and to ask a question, email insiders at sportradio.com.au. And we'll now cross to Phil Monday talking of the recent moves of Red 23 Racing into the category with Will Davison joining, driving the Tickford-built FGX under Milwaukee Racing Colours. Phil, uh, when did you get it? Um, we got it uh, before Christmas, so we've, um, the boys have had a bit of time to get familiar with it. There's, you know, obviously a few bits and pieces that are different, and, and um, one of the things that was a little bit different from was just pulling all the gear out the left-hand side to fit the passenger right seat in there, so just stuff that they do to so, um, you know, get, get the hang of the car and get a feel for it. They pull the bits and pieces apart and put it back together just to get a hang of it, but um, pretty much the same, I think. Now, obviously, your long-term friendship with Rod Nash would have helped in the negotiations and the way in which this has come together. Oh, I think it's been very good. I mean, I've had, as you know, that long-standing with him, and, and I think it's good that we can um, sort of join you know, our heads together and, and put together a package that um, hopefully will be nice and competitive as well this year, um, along with them. Now, you've got your new workshop in Kilsyth. Yep. And that's all... Getting in all right? Yeah, yeah, we're good. We're um, everything's come together well. It's um, now we have a few people come through a day, and and they're pretty uh, impressed with what they see. It's uh, not, you know, we've got a few signs to go up, but otherwise we're we're um, we're finished in here, and and it's very working really well. Well, I certainly would like to come out and visit uh, under inside supercars, so we'll do that after Adelaide. Yep, um, you're welcome to. Yep. One of the other new elements, of course, is Will Davison. Yeah, now he's got the boy here today. Right. He's with us today, so we um, we just gave the car 
uh, a bit of a warm-up session just in the garage in the workshop here just to get it run through all the stuff on it. So he's been with us all day today, and that's gone really well. So he's pumped and very comfortable with, um, with what we've got and what we're doing. So I look forward to the year, actually. All right. And, yeah, and so. of course, you've, you've displayed your new colours, Milwaukee. Yep. They're the yep. principal. major sponsor. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Um, yep. One of the other new elements was that Cam McConville was signed up last year, and I've spoken to Cam. Um, it's it's all uh, uh, convivial. There's no uh, bad blood or anything like that. But no. uh, Rob Crawford's come on board. He has, yeah. Rob's fantastic. I think, um, you know, they're they're different different skill sets. They both have, but Rob is um, Rob's fitted in like he's been here forever. It's um, the beauty of our new team is that everyone uh, has sort of um, come together at the same time, and um, it's. Uh, yeah, he, he's fitted in really well. I'm really looking forward to uh, his expertise in that field of running the team. So, long, 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 a lot of experience in in the team. He has, yeah. He brings a, a wealth of experience to our team, so that's great. Um, okay, so uh, have you got the other parts? The engineer, race engineer. Um, we have actually. Um, we've. Um, uh, we haven't put that out there just yet, but we're very close to uh, putting out that we've got there. Right. Uh, when you say very close, in the next week? Uh, in the next few minutes, nearly even. <laughs> 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 I, I suppose he's, he's going to be on... working here today, so I guess if he's working for me, he's yeah. <laughs> and I suppose he will be on show on Friday, won't he? He definitely will be, <laughs> for the world to see. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, has it all happened as much as you envisage? I mean, obviously, you've got a lot of experience, and therefore, um, that experience says that these are things that should happen. Have they occurred in the timeline you wanted? Yes, yeah, they have. Yeah, I think our biggest, my biggest challenge is that we've gone to from a Holden to a Ford, and of course, that has, um, you know, that that really starts us from scratch again so my guys in our composite I've got uh, uh, two factories that we're using to do and make composites in so those guys have been flat chat making um, rear bars and door skins and sill skirts and splitters for the front um, they're working out really well I mean I guess my biggest challenge is that we need to get a bit of an arsenal of bits and pieces together which we should have by um the end of this week yep. and uh, make our life <laughs> make me feel a bit more comfortable that I'm not missing some stuff that we need and the great thing that you have this year that was lacking at times last year was some a driver with uh, a lot of experience um, in being able to identify problems, being able to give a clue as to the possible direction that, uh, to fix those problems. Correct. Yeah. Oh, look, I think um, Will brings a wealth of experience to us, and um, you know Alex um, Rulo was fantastic with us last year. I really enjoyed working with Al, but um, unfortunately, you know, the things had changed and. And uh, I brought into the team with Lucas, and we moved it and changed our brands. And, and I really want to hit the ground running this year. And you know, I don't think that we'll. Um, I, I'd be a bit shocked if we could win something straight up, but I'm certainly hopeful that we'll be a, a, a mid-pack or a bit better. Um, yeah. And uh, you know, and hopefully get a couple of podiums this year. It'd be great. Right. Okay. You'd mentioned to me the possibility of going and doing some other things as well. Now I know at one stage when Cameron was involved, there was talk about John Stevenson in Carrera yep. Cup. Yep. Um, is that still a possibility, or? 
Um, I've got um, young Lewis Leeds, who obviously was a Red Bull European yes. um, young guy. Um, he has um, been in and out a few times, and we're trying at the moment to put together a um, package for him to run the career, the GT3 um, Cup Challenge right. series. Yes. So um, I'm hopeful by the end of um, next week we'll have a, a pretty definite um, direction on what we're doing there. But that's looking pretty good to have him in that this year. Okay. Well, certainly having seen the pictures of the car, it's going to stand out on the track. We haven't seen Milwaukee in Australia as a spot no. key, keynote sponsor, so that's a terrific thing. Yeah. Um, do you have a sponsor, Hunter, involved, or is it principally your your work? Uh, maybe me. Maybe, <laughs> yes. Well, you know, you, you've brought something, uh, uh, a, a splash of red that you wanted. You can't run the 23 yeah. number, but, you know, that's no. not forever. 20, we got 230. Yeah. It's the number we're running this year. Right. Two, well, we look forward to Phil seeing that number on track, yep. and uh, <laughs> I certainly look forward to catching up with you. I won't be at the uh, test day launch day this Friday, but uh, we'll uh, try and come out there to your factory and certainly see you Good in Adelaide. Work. You're welcome, too. Good on you, Tone. Thank you, Thanks. Phil. Thank you, mate. Each week, join the Inside Motorsport team as they look at all the news from across Australia and around the world. And, you know, every, every year I see Jackie's Cooper Grand Prix, and I just remind myself. Of, of his part in, in starting the, the path to safer cars. Dissecting the sport with interviews, news and opinion. Jack Brabham certainly left his mark not only on Australian motorsport but motorsport all around the world. Inside Motorsport broadcast on community radio and online at sportradio.com.au. Join in the conversation. Post your thoughts on our Sport Radio Facebook page. And as we go in on Inside Supercars, Craig Gravel and Tony Whitlock in the countdown is well and truly on to Adelaide 500, the first year without Clipsal as a major sponsor. We haven't been told a major sponsor yet, have we, a naming rights for the event? I believe there isn't one. So that was actually my final thought, is how can it be possible that the biggest event of the year, certainly outside of Bathurst, uh, is unsponsored? And uh, the South Australian Motorsport Board was uh, dismantled a couple of years ago, last year, there was a lot of complaints about the numbers of attending the event on Sunday and uh, they put it down to no concert on Sunday night. They've brought back the big Sunday night concert, but they haven't got someone footing the bill. And I'm wondering how sustainable uh, Adelaide 500 would be without a major sponsor going forward. And is this potentially where um, some people inside the government say, well, you've got Tail and Bend now, do you need a parkland circuit? I've heard different uh, hypotheses put forward, one of which was that the Clipsal branding was so strong with Adelaide that any new sponsor might get buried and forgotten. As we remember full well with the development series for some years, Conica rode roughshod over Fujitsu and Fujitsu was written over by Dunlop and so on and so on. So... It might just be they're going for a, an unsponsored year as an interim until they uh, sign up one for the uh, 1919 event. It's been a wonderful uh, event, of course, both the Adelaide uh, 500, as it will be, and the Clipsville in the past. Um, my final thought was actually related to how successful the integration of uh, the new teams, the new drivers into the series already. It, it looks like it actually is going to be if it could be a bigger year, a better year, and a bumper crop for 2018. 
Um, I think it's just as exciting. We had the absolute most thrilling end to the series with a last lap, last corner situation. A very rightful champion because while uh, Scott won more races, Jamie was there the whole time. The only driver to finish every race and a real champion in that regard. And he's set a benchmark now with seven championships. Will he go on to take an eighth, which is certainly, of course, already seven was unprecedented? Uh, or will Scott be the one or will someone else jump up? It's all ahead of us, ahead on Inside Supercars. We look forward to covering the sport this year and bringing you the news and results as they happen. So thank you from me. And good night from him. Good night. Inside Supercars is produced by Thunder Media. Tune in next week for more at sportradio.com.au or lock in the podcast on your iTunes or mobile device. Search Inside Supercars.